0: Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 165 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we are talking about listening to our bodies when running. This is an extremely important skill, but crazy enough, most of us don't really know how to do it. So today we're going to talk about the whole act of listening to our body, why it's so important, and how to do it.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: All right, so happy Thursday, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, or Friday or Saturday, whatever day it is for you.
1: <laughs> happy day. Happy
0: day. Um, if you haven't signed up for our new virtual race challenge, I want to just throw out a little reminder for that. I'm so excited. We are partnering with the Girls Gotta Run Foundation to raise some money for... For this amazing charity, and we opened up the doors last week um, for our virtual race, and we already have raised over two hundred dollars for the charity alone. Like, and that doesn't even include like the portion of the proceeds that we're going to be donating from the race registrations. That's purely in donations.
1: Yeah, that's just extra donations. Like, people are already signing up and getting excited to hit whatever their distance is that they're going for. It's it's pretty cool.
0: It's awesome. So, if you haven't signed up yet, we want to invite you guys to set a goal for yourself. You know, last week we talked a lot about commitment leads to consistency and how you know we need to decide on a goal for ourselves we want to decide on the person that we want to be we have to commit to that and then we have to take action so this can be one of the first actions that you take if you kind of feel like you've been in a running slump this year right 2020 has kind of been one of those things that a lot of people have found themselves in a little bit of a slump
1: yeah I mean races started getting canceled and then people just weren't quite sure what to do so here it is here's what you can do a lot of
0: people have you know been struggling with motivation and you know we talked about that last week, episode 164. So if you've been struggling with motivation, go back and listen to that episode because it was a great one about the three things that are more important than motivation because you cannot rely on motivation because motivation just naturally goes up and down throughout our lives. That's what happens, right? And sometimes it's really hard to find motivation. So there are things that are more important than motivation that can help you get through those things. And this is one of them. It's, It's making a commitment. It's choosing a goal. It's making, taking action towards that goal. So we've created a virtual challenge for you. Um, the weekend, the new year's, the weekend of new year's. So either new year's Eve, new year's day, you can run it anytime that weekend. You can sign up and commit to either a 5k, a 10k or a half marathon registration in the month of October is only $10. Okay. I mean, that's just a no brainer, right? Yeah,
1: That's fantastic. $10. And then there's all sorts of swag that comes with it. You can get your choice of tank top or a t-shirt shirt or a long sleeve shirt. I honestly have custom haven't, metal or the metal. Yeah, yet, people love the bling. Everybody loves the bling. Um, I honestly haven't decided which shirt I'm going to get, but yeah. I'm very excited for it because I just love the design I of the I shirt. I think I might get
0: two. I think I might get the long sleeve and the tank top because they're pretty sweet.
1: They are pretty nice. Yeah.
0: So, um, so yeah, if you haven't signed up yet, guys, go over to our website realliferunners.com And click the button in the top right corner. It says sign up for our virtual race. Um, Top right corner, realliferunners.com. Sign up for that race today. Commit to yourself. Empower yourself. You know, set a goal. 5K, 10K, half marathon, whatever you want to commit to. And then part of those proceeds are going to go to help other people that need it. So you're going to be using your running for good in this world, which is even better.
1: That's a great way to either end 2020 or start 2021. Yep. Either way, take take charge of your running and, and help some other people out.
0: Absolutely. So you have decided to do a, a longer longer run yes, I than those
1: options. So here's the other thing. is like those are the options that you can check off. But the shirt itself doesn't actually say the distances on it. True. Um, So you
0: really can run whatever distance you'd like.
1: You essentially can call your shot. And I've decided to call 31 miles, which um, is a 50K for, I mean, everybody who's off in uh, in the UK listening to us is all like, yes, of course it's a 50K. Um, (laughs) But
0: but us Americans. Here
1: in America. We Americans. It's like uh, 31 miles, also known as 50 kilometers. Yeah, it's a long distance. I was aiming for it back on my birthday, and then I I did not train appropriately for it, and injury came up, and so I'm going for it, which is a long, long way to run. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's
0: exciting though. Yes. You know, it's exciting. I'm going to probably invert that instead of 31, I'll do 13. Excellent. Yeah.
1: So we'll do a little palindrome.
0: Oh, we will be a palindrome. That's cute.
1: Excellent. When are you running? Uh, when? Yeah.
0: Uh, Probably New Year's, probably that Saturday, the 2nd. Probably the Saturday. Yeah, January 2nd. And so
1: we got a little day off yeah. in between our runs because I mean, I'm going for 31 on the 31st.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, but I'm thinking probably Saturday. So anywho, If you haven't signed up, realliferunners.com, top right corner, sign up for that virtual race, okay? So let's get into our topic of the day. And so when runners come to us, okay, people that are in our Facebook group, we see these kinds of questions all the time. These are the questions that they ask when joining our Facebook group. These are the questions that our new clients ask when joining our real life runners training team. A lot of the questions center around a couple of things it's either, how can I run faster? how can I run longer, or how can I avoid injury while running? Mm -hmm. And the good news is pretty much all three of those questions are answered the same way. Right. I mean, there's obviously nuances. There's
1: a lot of nuance. It's a little bit more involved than that. But I mean, the big picture answer to all of them is tune into your body. Right. And figure out how you actually feel on when you head out and run.
0: Right. And this sounds like a very easy concept. Like, oh, okay, I'll just go listen to my body, right? But I think that this concept is something that is extremely difficult for a lot of people to do in practice.
1: Right, because most people like to go out and run at their running pace. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their pace. Like, well, is that is that like an easy pace, a medium pace? I don't know. It's the pace that I run. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, what, that's the answer to the question mm-hmm. is uh, that's just how fast I... I run
0: right and that's why a lot of people when they come into our world when we start talking about you should be running at different paces or different effort levels they're like what the heck are
1: you even talking about I guess I could sprint on occasion Mm -hmm. and it's actually a little bit more involved than that
0: It is and so today we're going to be talking about listening to your body, helping you to understand A, the importance of listening to your body, why it's so important for you to listen to your body and start to adjust things, why you need to have a purpose for every run and how you can adjust your runs accordingly to actually start taking the cues that your body is giving you and use them to your advantage to train in a smarter way.
1: Yeah, train in a smarter way, and then actually gain appreciation of the the journey. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, they they just push, and they're like, "All right, I got this race on the on the horizon. I guess that I'm just going to grind it out for the next ten weeks so that I can cross that finish line." Yeah, and then then they either feel like okay well i've done it i, I succeeded and now I, I should take a break because mm-hmm. i just ran a race or they hop to the next one and they just get exhausted with this because they just keep pushing to the next race right and training plans don't have to just push and grind it out until you get to the next race mm-hmm. certainly there's parts of them that are get a little bit more i don't dreary than others dreary yeah sure i mean on like a 16 week marathon training plan week 11 and 12 is like Oh, good. So I get to go out for another, like, hour to an hour and a half long run. Right. Got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and check. But, yeah, you know, that's that's true. Like, I think that a lot of runners do come in and they just have one pace, right? They go out for a run that day, whatever it might be. Like, if they're feeling good, they run faster. If they're not feeling good, they don't run faster. But either way, they're still running at that medium to moderate pace level. And they don't understand, okay, like, it's okay to run easy or I should be running even harder than this sometimes. They think that they just need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And our cross-country kids are a great example of this. You know, today we had our district cross-country meet, and it was a hot, hot day. And the kids, like, this whole season has just been so weird and strange. And the races, like, races got canceled. Races never got scheduled. Like, there was a whole cluster. And so the way that we coached the kids this season was different, right? It wasn't as focused as in past years because we didn't have a set schedule like it was something very strange like Kevin and I have been talking about this for a while like throughout the course of this season to like figure out what the heck we're even doing
1: right coaching was sort of uncomfortable because it was sort of like well we may have a race this Saturday if things come through yeah and we wouldn't really know that until it was like a day or two before. So we're trying to like run workouts during the week. And instead of knowing, okay, well, we have a race this Wednesday and then the following Saturday mm-hmm. and then this Tuesday. And you can schedule all your training and long run and speed work around it. It was like, well, there might be a race coming up soon.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Right. But that we had, we were running into like park permitting issues and, you know, social distancing. And this school has these regulations and that school has these rules. And it was just uh, difficult to come together to say the least.
1: It was difficult to come together. So one of the things that we were trying to really focus on in a lot of our training was to really cue in on effort levels. Mm -hmm. And this is really big, especially at the beginning of the season when it's approximately 4,000 degrees outside. Having these kids understand Effort level is remarkably important. You go through like an easy run. It, it's hard to qualify anything as easy when the heat index is like 105. Yeah. So you really try and get them like, okay, well, then you're going to need to do like a run walk back and forth. And you're like, well, I've never done that before because you get kids that are coming into running who've never run before, who are used to doing other sports where it's a lot of like sprint training to get into running. Yeah. Like, okay, well sprint to there. Now catch your breath. Now sprint back. Now catch your breath. And that's how they would go off and do distance runs. They would sprint and then have to take a little walking break and catch their breath and then sprint some more. Mm -hmm. So effort-based training was sort of a big push for the whole year so that they could kind of get into feeling out their body and ideally race better.
0: Right, exactly. Because especially as young runners, it's very important that we set them up for success because our goal is not to just basically run them into the ground and make them peak in high school. The goal is to create lifelong runners, real life runners, you know, so that even when they start with us in high school, they can go on and successfully run for another 20, 30, 40, 50 years, however long they want to be running.
1: Yeah. Which would be fantastic. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they get into running, come into it as, well, every day is going to essentially be a medium effort. And the thing is that that has success. Yeah. Like you can, if you've never run before and you go out and you start running consistently at moderate effort, you're going to see improvement. And so people get convinced that that's the key to success. Right. The problem is that's the key to a plateau below your highest level of success. Right.
0: Well, that's, that's the thing is that like people start training at that level. And like, you're, like you said, they do f- usually find some initial success, right? And then they, until they don't. Yes. basically is re- is really how that that method works. Until they, like, don't. they they start to progress, they start to see their distances increasing a bit, their times maybe decreasing, and then they just stop progressing. And like you said, they either hit that plateau or especially like our younger runners that are still developing and growing into their bodies. They're literally bones and muscles are still growing. You know, they run into injuries and, and we've experienced that in the past, like with a lot of our kids. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that our injury levels have really decreased over the last few years and since we've been more keen in on this effort-based training. Effort-based
1: training, making sure to focus on strengthening throughout. Yep. And like throughout the entire week, that strengthening is an important aspect of – their entire training plan for the season, that it's always in there.
0: Exactly. So the issue with this you know kind of faulty method of just going out and pushing yourself every day to that medium moderate or maybe even some days even more than that is that people never get those easy runs and people never understand what easy days feel like what recovery runs feel like so then you get into races and if every day you're going out and you're pushing yourself then what does a race really feel like and this is you know I, I've talked to a lot of people that have t- said well I'm just going to go out and run the same way like I, I, at my race like I'm like do you have a strategy? strategy, like what's going on? And they're like, well, no, I'm just going to go run it. That's what? what I do every time.
1: Why would I need a strategy? Yeah. This is my running pace. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like that, they're, I'm just going to go out and run it. And then, and it, it that's fine at first, right? They might run it for the bling, they might run it because their friends are doing it, and then they might kind of start want like start seeing their times and then actually want to improve, and then they start getting into that frustration level because they're not seeing the improvement because they're just going out and doing the same thing all the time.
1: yeah, the frustrated runner that's that's a popular place to yeah. be um and so that's <laughs> I get this one a lot when people ask me like well, if that's your, your training pace, how fast do you run when it's a race? Cause mm-hmm. you know, especially some of like the brand new runners on our team, they'll see me go off on run and they're like, is that how fast you race? I'm like, well, no, I, I race much faster than that. Today was like a, a comfortable run for yeah. me. They're like this just look of confusion on their face of like, well, if you can run faster than that, why wouldn't you run faster than that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was one of the things when way back when you first got into running, you're like, why would I need to run farther than a 5K if I'm training for a 5K? Yeah. Why wouldn't I just go out and run a 5K as fast as I can? Every time I go out and run, because mm-hmm. it seems logical that Makes that's what you to would me. do. Made sense but to me. If the goal is I want to shoot, I want to make as many free throws as possible, then you're just going to stand at the free throw line and make as many free throws as possible. Mm-hmm. So you get good at that in the game. Muscle memory. Exactly. That's not how running works. Right. You need a whole wide range of things. Like you need to run slower. You need to run faster, shorter, longer. You have a whole wide range of running skills that you can build up, mm-hmm. and it all turns you into a better runner.
0: Right, and it's so interesting though, right? Because I think that when we start to get into effort level training and start to teach people what it means to run by effort, people are very confused by this people really don't know how to do it because I think that so often in our lives and even with our cross-country kids that are young like we're taught to ignore our body signals we're taught to you know oh you're not that hungry or oh you're not that tired like we're constantly our body is constantly giving us signals you know or we get a little achy a little pain what you have a headache like these are all your body's ways of communicating with you like because your body can't just like tell you like hey something's wrong I'm waving a white flag over here. Right.
1: Cool. Like cool. part of your body just like lit up. Like, <laughs> oh, that's like a serious a pain. over <laughs> spot. Like all of a sudden
0: it's like glowing neon. Right. Yeah. I mean, but, and it does actually do that. Just not visibly. Right. Like you, you start to <laughs> just feel different things. Right. But if it
1: gets bad enough. You can actually see the inflammation. You, you can, get a little red area
0: or swollen. Yep. Yeah. Um, but in general, a lot of times we just ignore these things. Right. And just kind of go about our day. We go about our running. We go about our training until those things start getting brighter and bigger and less able to ignore them.
1: Less able to ignore. And this is a thing that a lot of people do when they run, especially if you always run at sort of medium to medium challenging pace. Usually when you head out and run, the answer is not tune into your body and see how you really feel on that. A lot of people are like, I try and block out every message from my body. I
0: put on the headphones and I just go. Yeah. Like they literally just try to block everything else out.
1: Because it hurts. Right. And the thing is that running doesn't have to hurt. It should on occasion. On occasion. like There are days where you should be pushing really hard and your legs should be screaming at you. And then you get to tune into your legs and say, oh yeah, that's the sensation of that level of effort. And now I can decide Mm -hmm. whether I'm going to slow down with that message or whether I'm going to say, I hear you. I'm going to ignore you now.
0: Mm -hmm. So just as a quick review, running by effort is... Um, something called RPE, which is Rating of Perceived Exertion. And here at Real Life Runners, we like to use the scale of 1 to 10. The actual RPE scale is a scale of 6 to 20 but there's a modified RPE scale of 1 to 10. And that's the one that we typically use because it's a little bit easier to understand than effort levels of 6 to 20, I think.
1: Right. I tried to argue that we should do effort levels of like 1 to 100, but Angie thought that was too many to try and explain to each other.
0: <laughs> it might be a little too many, too many details there.
1: I, or we could color code it with like the Crayola 64 pack. The
0: 64 pack. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Today's a burnt sienna day. Ooh,
1: a burnt sienna kind of day.
0: <laughs> so... Effort levels. So basically the whole idea is that you literally are just listening to your body. How do you feel? Like how hard does that run feel that day? How hard does it feel when you go out and run both at the beginning of the run, during the run, after the run? Like how hard did it feel? Like, and that's it. You you literally just rate how hard it was on a scale of one to 10.
1: And it completely changes the whole idea of going out for a run. Now your run is not just well I have to deal with this for 30 minutes. I've got to go out and get in my 4 miles. I've got to go out and get in 2 miles. Like whatever your run is. You don't just have to get it in. Now running has a new goal. The goal is Understand what your body can do. Mm -hmm. Like, understand how easy you can run, still be running, and be like, oh, yeah, this is actually a comfortable pace that I could go for a while. Understand how fast you can push your body. Like, you get to play... And find all these different things that your body is completely capable of doing.
0: Right. And it's pretty amazing when you actually start to put this into your training, what you can gain from this. Like I know that we've run our five day running challenge several times now. And every time we get in, you know new challengers in there, they are amazed at running at a level two. You know, level two is your easy run. And we tell people you should be doing this the majority of your runs, about 75 to 80 percent of your runs should be this easy level two running and it basically blows people's minds because they never even knew that l2 existed right because like you said they always just go out and hit like a, a moderate like an l5 yep. and so they never even thought that they should be running slower because running slower meant that you weren't doing a good enough job
1: yeah that you weren't doing a good enough right? job. right
0: i mean even though even when people even when we tell people as as their coaches right today needs to be a level level two they still have a hard time accepting level two like our kids like going back to our cross-country team right our cross-country team we said today needs to be a level two run level two maybe a three but a le- just because it's so hot outside yeah but it needs to be easy and if that means you need to stop and take some running walking breaks then you can do that but obviously don't walk for 10 minutes do like you know three minutes of running one minute of walking or four minutes of running one minute of walking like you like know back in
1: the beginning of the season when it was a billion degrees yeah Yeah, I thought you meant today. I'm like, we did not prescribe a run-walk plan at the district championship. (laughs) Not
0: today. (laughs) But like at the beginning when we were starting to teach them all this, right? And we sent them out to go for a level two run and then they came back and I said, okay, Everybody put up your hand.
1: Oh, this was a good one. Remember this?
0: I said, put up your hand with a number of how hard you felt your run was today. And so people just put their hands up in the air. There was mostly fours, fives, and sixes. That's really where all of them felt. One kid was was just flipping the bird. (laughs) There was some eights. There were some tens. There were some like threes. I don't know if there was much. I don't think anybody was actually a two. No,
1: no one was less than four. No one was less than four. I think one kid had two fingers up on each hand he was trying to make an 11 <laughs> like, that, uh, It was this one to be,
0: goes to 11 it was supposed
1: to be two it was supposed to be an right. easy run and it, they had no idea what right. it was they and, just kept going
0: and we were like okay well congratulations you did it wrong Like, but like, and we said that obviously a little bit more in a, in a more caring way, I think. No, I but think it we was, said,
1: well, you did it wrong. We're going to give this another shot. Like, but,
0: but it's one of those things that, you know, I think that sometimes kids especially, like, want to impress their coaches, right? So they're like, well, coach said it was a level two, but I did a level four. Or I did a level six. So I did more than they asked me to do.
1: Congrats. You did it wrong.
0: Right. <laughs> but, but it was... You know, but you see that mentality that I'm thinking, right? Like,
1: yes, very much. I pushed
0: harder than Coach asked from me, and like you said, coming from other sports like soccer, basketball, some of these other team that's sports, that's always a win. That's always a win when you push harder. That means that you're you're putting in that effort, like you're showing the coach that this matters yeah. to you.
1: I showed up early. I stayed late. I did the extra reps. Mm-hmm. Like you said, do this. I did more. Right. And with running, you need the recovery days so that the hard days can go. Hard enough. Mm-hmm. I played this game all through high school. Yeah. I was the champion of every single easy run. Mm-hmm. I mean, I crushed every easy <laughs> run. I left my teammates in the dust on every easy day. Yeah. And it got to the point by junior year that my coach would pull me aside and be like, Brown, today's an easy day. And by that I mean, it's an easy day. You should not be coming back panting because it's easy. <laughs>
0: It's four letters. You can you can comprehend this. You're a smart kid. There
1: might even be two letters. E-Z.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. But that's the thing is like people don't understand, you know, even even when we as coaches tell them this is what you need to do. It's like we feel off a little bit inside. Like there's this weird disconnect that like I don't really – know if I believe that. Like, is that really the way it works? Because that isn't the way that it works in other sports. And
1: I mean, the thing is, it's not like I was super successful at other sports. This was the first sport that I was showing success (laughs) at. And this, like, one of the best distance coaches in California was my coach. He was telling me to go easy. But somewhere in my head, I realized that the days that I could shine were the days Mm. that we were running longer. Like, uh, all right, we're going to go for like, we would have Pretty long runs in the middle of the week. We had like a seven, eight mile run that we'd go on. And I would just crush it because I could go. F- as the fastest guy on the team on those days, easily. Because on the long runs, no, you one, else, endurance. no one else could keep up with me. Yeah. And shockingly, I did not then perform as well as I think I could have when racing a 5K. Because I kept pushing it on all the easy days. Mm-hmm. So then he would like require me to run with certain members of the team. You have to go with him. <laughs>
0: You're not allowed to leave his you, side. <laughs> you
1: can't leave him. You have to go with him.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. But this is the thing. is like when, So once you start giving yourself permission to listen to your body and to run easy, then you can start opening up new doors and you can start opening up new things that you've never really been able to do before. Like people that are, say to themselves, you know, I'm not a fast runner, right? They think this. And and these are a lot of the things that we break down for people in our Real Life Runners training team. Like we love getting into the mindset of all this and and helping people to break through these barriers by Proving that they can do things that they don't think that they're capable of doing.
1: Yeah, and I'm not a fast runner is a great one. Because, okay, maybe you're not the fastest 5K racer... Yet, but how fast can you go if you only had to hold it for ten seconds? Because mm-hmm. I bet you can go pretty fast,
0: right? Or like people that say, "I can't run that long," or you know, every time this is this is my max, right? Uh, every time I, I go out, I can't I can't run any further than five miles. That's just my max. I can't go any further than that. As,
1: as though at five miles, their heart explodes. Like that's just well, not really. No,
0: their feet just stop moving. Oh, their feet
1: stop moving. Yeah. someone actually. Because they're,
0: they're they're clearly still alive. That they can type type. The, you know, the question to us. But their feet just stopped moving. Their
1: feet literally mm-hmm. just stopped moving. They, yep. they tried to take the step and the glue showed As up. As
0: if they're in quicksand.
1: Yeah. But the problem is that really they just have not fully tuned into what L2 means. Mm-hmm. Because if you can run five miles this week, you can run five miles and then like an extra few minutes the next week. Mm-hmm. And then add on an extra few minutes the week after that. You just have to keep the effort level really low mm-hmm. and you can very nicely just keep adding distance. It's kind of the core of most like generic marathon training plans is don't run fast at a mile every Sunday.
0: Right. And then the third question people always come to us with are is about injury, right? I can't I always get hurt if I go faster. I always get hurt if I go farther. That's my back because then I get hurt, right? Or something's something's going wrong. I've got this injury that won't heal. And a lot of the reason that that's happening is because there's not the variety of the workouts like we've been talking about here, right? So if you never make easy days easy, then you can't ever make hard days hard. And by making, having a variety of just easy, medium, and hard, you are literally training different systems of the body. Like there are different um, energy systems that you're using in the body. There are different muscles that you're using in the body. There are different muscle recruitment patterns that you're using in the body. There are, you actually Have different form a lot of times. Like when you start training and start working on these things, you know, we we teach people how to become have more consistent form throughout, no matter what um, pace they're running. But it just naturally happens. Like when you go out and you run slower versus when you go out and run really fast, you're just going to have a different running gait. You're going to have a different running form. Right. There's
1: a slightly different gait. You're like, your foot kicks up higher behind you the mm-hmm. faster you go. It just, it has to so More that you can turnover. actually get the drive through. Right. Um, but, but the, you
0: need this kind of variety of, you know, throughout your week, throughout the month so that you're training all of these different systems of the body and you're not just using one system and breaking that down time after time after time.
1: Right. It's like the the whole idea of if I come up and I start poking you in the shoulder that's not going to feel all that bad at first it's going to be like why are you poking me in the shoulder if i keep doing it for like three minutes it's going to be okay please stop poking me in the shoulder now if i keep doing it day after day after day that's a bruise Mm -hmm. but if i move just a little bit now it's just annoying again now if it's a new place where you're trying to apply that same thing if you just apply a little bit and and increase the variety it's never going to turn into an actual pain it's going to be like oh well that's kind of got this feeling to it because don't get me wrong easy runs have their own annoyances Mm -hmm. of like okay well there's that challenge to an easy run there's a challenge to a difficult run there's a challenge to the moderate run like they all have their own challenges but by using all of them, you don't have the same thing that you're trying to challenge every single day.
0: Exactly. So that really brings us to the next thing of running with a purpose. Okay. Is your running purposeful? What are you trying to get out of your running today? Okay. And and this is, you know, the reason why comprehensive training plans are so important because you can kind of look at the, you know the kind of a bird's eye view of, of your calendar of your running cycle of your running year of this month whatever it might be you know depending on if you're looking at like a macro cycle or a micro cycle you're looking at the whole three month training period or plan that's leading up to a race you're looking at just this month you're looking at just this week and then you can start to build that variety in so that you can understand that every single run that you do has a purpose.
1: Right, but those purposes, as much as I love plans and I love making the plans and and I want to spend some time talking about that, there are other reasons for going out for a run. Absolutely. Besides simply that's what my training plan said. And there are plenty of nuance to what you can get out of a training plan on any particular day, but there's other reasons. Like maybe you need to go out for a run today because you've got some emotion that you've got to deal with. Mm -hmm. Like whatever that emotion is, there's something that's dragging you down. Maybe you're just, you're, you're built up up, you're just kind of feeling blah on that day. Like whatever that emotion is that's hitting your body, you're going to go out and exercise and that might help you feel better. That might help you process it. Like you could just, you could try and just work your way through it, get to the other side or just really dive deep into whatever that emotion is. That's going to affect your run. And that also depends on the person. Some people may be able to deal with a certain emotion by going on a long, slow run Mm -hmm. and just kind of letting their thoughts kind of roll through their head on a nice, long, very slow run. Other people might need sprints. Yeah. Like the, okay, I don't know what this this is what the feeling of like anger or frustration whatever and I'm gonna sprint for a little Mm -hmm. while and then I'm gonna pant and -hmm. catch my breath and then I'm just gonna sprint some more and maybe that's how you have to get it out
0: yeah and sometimes that is a very very good purpose for for your running right like and going back to our cross country team like we had a girl on the team this year who was making some very big decisions she had college decisions going on she was trying to get scholarships to play another sport um you know cross country was not her main sport and she was just so stressed out and I could just, I could hear it in her voice. I, she just, I could see it on her. Like, you know, physically I could see it. I was like, look, this is what I need you to do today. Like she was already getting like a little teary when she was like trying to talk to me and process this. I go, I need you to go out on your run today and I need you to run however you need to run. I said, Mm -hmm. I need you to cry if you want to cry. And I said, if that means that you don't want to run with your friends today, don't run with your friends today. I said, go out and run by yourself. And if you need to let those tears come, just let the tears come and just think about this on your run. Just let, let your run process it. And if you don't want to think about it, don't think about it and just run. And just run. Yeah. And she came back and she just felt so much better. And like, and then there was another day where, um, do you remember the that I asked the kids, like, their energy level at the beginning of practice? Yeah, that said, was a good one. I said, all right, guys, I want to know, how's everybody's energy level? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much energy are you bring, bringing to practice today? We
1: got a lot of twos on that time. There was
0: a lot of twos that day, <laughs> right? And then they came back after their run, and they went out for an easy run that day. They came back after their run, I was like, okay, guys, how's your energy level now? And most of the team, I would say a good 90%. Yeah said that it had increased at least a little bit, right? Yes. They were more up to like the four area or they said it's better, you know, like they couldn't give me a number um, or didn't want to give me a number. Um, but they said it was better. And I said, okay, cool. So just notice – what running did for you today, right? Today, today. running was able to increase your energy level. You showed up at practice with very low energy levels. So running can do that for you too.
1: Which is a really important thing. I mean, for like our high school kids, this helps them, but this helps in all areas. People are like, I am just completely drained from the day. There's no way I could go out for a run. I bet you can. Mm -hmm. I bet you can start. And maybe it doesn't last very long. Maybe it's only 15, 20 minutes. Maybe that 15, 20, expands and becomes a little bit longer, you're probably going to come back feeling better and be able to do whatever the next thing is, whether that's, you know, um, just being with your family, being present with the people around you, whatever else you have going on in that day, you're probably going to be in a better space after you've gotten a little bit of exercise. And that doesn't mean that you have to. It doesn't put like the pressure on it of, well, if you don't get in your run, then you're going to be a jerk for the rest of the day. That's not, <laughs> that's not how it works. And yeah, don't choose that option. <laughs> but like it, having that exercise can in fact provide some energy to you as long as you don't just wreck yourself on the run. Mm-hmm. Like if you're already tired and then you're like, all right, but my plan says I have to do mile repeats. You're going to be exhausted and frustrated. Yeah. because it's not going to go well and you're going to sap what little energy you have.
0: And that's a good time to adjust the plan, right? right. I always I, I always like to tell people to abide by the five-minute rule, right? So like, if you are not feeling a run that day, if you have a run on your schedule and you're just not feeling it, First step, like, let's just do five minutes of something, right? So just put your shoes on. Like, get changed into your your outfit, your running clothes. Put your shoes on. See how you feel then, okay? If you're still like, eh, not really. I'd rather just still go back and sit on the couch. You know, that's... Some people might feel that way, but a lot of people just by putting on the clothes are like, okay, I think I can probably do this. If you're still not feeling it, just go out and say, you know what? I'm just going to go run for five minutes and then give yourself permission to call it quits at the five minute mark if you are still not feeling it, you know, but chances are once you kind of get out the door and you're out there for five minutes, you're like, well, I've already started the run. I think I could probably keep going.
1: Also a good way to deal with nasty weather outside as long as it's safe, like, Mm -hmm. okay, I really do need to get in my run today and there's never going to be a break in the rain. Yeah. So I'm going to start. And once you're five minutes in and you're already soaking wet, it's not like you're going to get more wet.
0: Yeah. I I don't like starting in the rain. I mean, I'll do it, but like, it's not my favorite thing, but once I'm already in, then it doesn't matter if it's two minutes in or five minutes in, doesn't matter. Like you're in it.
1: You're in it. It's it's raining. It's like, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now. This is today. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, you know, why are you running that day right like yes we talk about finding your bigger why and those kind of things but right now we're just going to talk about this day like kevin said do you have some sort of emotion that you need to process is your running a part of your long-term health if it is how much variety have you had in this last week of workouts right because like we said if you're thinking about long-term health you want to start training yourself in different areas. You want to start training your cardiovascular system, your cardiopulmonary system, right, which is your heart and your lungs and your breathing and your circulation. Those those kinds of things are better improved with the slower, longer workouts. Okay, You also want to build muscle. You want to build your anaerobic system, your ability to go shorter distances in a faster amount of time. That's going to be accomplished with a different type of workout.
1: Right. So I like to look at it as like, look over the course of the week. Have you touched a little bit on speed? Have you touched a little bit on trying to increase some endurance or at least maintain your endurance? Have Have you touched on strength? Have you touched on mobility? Like, have you hit all these different areas
0: that, they, that are going to make you more well-rounded in your general health,
1: right? Instead of, well, I've hit sort of moderate, on a regular basis, yeah. like you don't have to hit all of them every single day. But over the course of a week, and some people the week cycle doesn't work for them. There's some people that love a 10 day cycle or mm-hmm. a two week cycle. Over the course of whatever your like your loop is, you need to make sure that you have some days devoted to all of these different areas. Because as as like a long term health picture, you just want to make sure that you are scattering in the variety. It's going to be the best for for the big picture of your health.
0: Right, and then if it's part of a training plan like if you're the kind of runner that loves having a training plan or if you're one of our athletes or you're on a different kind of training plan you know is your run that day a part of your training plan and what kind of part is it is it a recovery day is it a slower longer endurance day are you supposed to be practicing your race pace are you supposed to be running on tired legs today or is today a day where you're kind of like experimenting with your fueling for, on your long runs. Like what is the purpose of that run today? And I think it's very important for you to know that so that you can know, know the goal of that run going into it because that's going to change your perspective. That's going to change, you know, how you approach that run. And it's it can also change... You know, kind of your feelings on that run as well. Yes. Like if you're exhausted, like you're saying, yes. right? But you know that today is a, a the, the purpose of today's run is running on tired legs, and you are tired and sore from yesterday's workout. Then congratulations. Way to go! You're prepped. You are prepped for today's workout, right? Or like if if today's if the goal of today's workout is mental fatigue training, right? The something that just like makes you press on harder, something that's going to be mentally challenging for you, and you're feeling very stressed out at work, then congratulations, you've just added more of an additional stress. So this is, there's a couple ways you can look at that also, right? Because if you already are adding on this fatigue, then how much more do you really need to push yourself Right. through some of those things because you're already gaining the benefit that you're supposed to be gaining from that workout.
1: Right. So if if you have a particular running workout and there's some really good ones that, that push on, on mental fatigue, like just endless quarters is a good one that like the quarters that just seem to just keep going and going. Um, depending on the person, sometimes a steady state run is great mental fatigue because you're not allowed to go faster or slower. Like you're just supposed to maintain as consistent as you can for like a set distance or a set period of time and that can be draining on you. Some of them are more physically challenging that you have to use the mental to try and overcome. If you're already coming in pretty mentally fatigued, you're going to need something that is physically challenging that you already are aware that you're bringing in the mental difficulty to it. So like we've had some of the kids that come out to practice and you know, I've got mile repeats on the schedule, say, and I'm looking and I'm like, wow, they're already shot right now. Like they look exhausted. I know that they can't wrap their head around four laps of the track at a given pace. So we'll cut it and we'll make it half mile repeats because that seems easier in their head. And they're already mentally struggling before it begins. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, half mile repeats are going to be challenging enough, but there's no way that they were going to get the physical benefit of mile repeats. They were going to fall off the pace As soon as you said go, like step three was not going to be fast enough because they had already mentally shut it down. Yeah, they checked out. Yeah, they weren't able to mentally arrive to it because they were already too tired to begin with. Mm -hmm. So you kind of balance all these different things. And there's so many aspects of a training plan that you can key in on. You know, you mentioned, are you training at a particular race pace? Whether that's the race that you're aiming for or, I mean, I know that we've got people on training plans that are training for a half marathon. It's like, okay, but today we want you to aim for your 5K race pace. If you're really physically spent, 5K race pace might need to lean more towards 5K race effort. And that slides us back into the whole idea of effort-based training, Mm -hmm. which is... It kind of just opens up the 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 ability to adjust your workouts so that you still fit the purpose of that particular day, mm-hmm. just maybe not um, with the exact same workout. Right. Or it lets you know maybe those, that specific pace is important and you need to flip a couple of days inside of your schedule. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So when you understand that there are specific purposes for each of your runs, you're going to be better equipped to kind of flip those things around, right? And like kind of find that wiggle room. Like, oh, okay. Like, I was supposed to do a 5K workout today, but I just wasn't feeling it. So I did a 5K, effort, 5K effort-based workout instead in, in most cases, that's going to give you pretty much the same physiological benefits. Right. Um, it's just mentally, like knowing that you can hit certain paces, I think is an important piece that might be missing from that workout, right? Because right. like when you are trying to hit 5K and say you're trying to run it at eight minute pace just to pick a number um, and you go out and you're like, I'm running at 5K effort level, right? I'm, I'm running at that like L7, L8 effort level but that's today is an 8.30. Then that can decrease your confidence that you're going to be actually able to hit that eight minute pace for your 5K.
1: Yeah, and so then part of this is, all right. So let's kind of dive into really the, a very specific example here. So if we're talking about like doing quarter repeats at 5k pace, mm-hmm. like many quarter repeats at 5k pace, the purpose of this is trying to maintain your stamina at a very specific pace, mm-hmm. usually with a pretty minimal recovery. Cause if you're hitting 5k pace for a quarter at a time, if you're running eventually like three miles worth of quarters, that's, that's a 5k worth of quarters. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to run this continuously, but you're getting breaks okay, great. So you can then play with this workout. If you're not feeling great that day, you kind of have to figure out, okay, the purpose is to try and maintain that like hard push, but with minimal recovery time so that I can actually keep going. If a person is trying to build up their endurance, then... The idea behind that one is pull back a little bit on pace and keep your recovery time small. If a person is really strong on endurance and struggling on getting the speed to get their 5k, maybe they just came off of a half marathon and now they're trying to crank some speed up there, then increase the recovery and keep that 5k pace at the aggressive pace. So there's a whole, there's some specific number ways you can do it. Or like we've said, you could just completely flip the workout for a complete effort-based thing, Right. right? Well, If you want to do quarters at two minutes, then you could essentially do like a two minute on, two minute off Mm -hmm. on just like a distance run.
0: Right. Because ultimately the whole purpose of all of it is that you're still just trying to withstand that pain of racing, right? Yes. So you have to understand, okay, where am I lacking Today, do I is the purpose of this run to help me with my speed? Is the purpose of this run to help me with my endurance? Is the purpose of this run for me to just push through physically and mentally and do whatever I can, even if my paces fall off? Because there are some times where that is the goal. And like we've told some of our clients before, like, you are going to fall off this pace by the end of the workout. Like in all likelihood, that is how this workout is designed. It is designed to fatigue you a lot in the beginning so that you have to really dig deep and see what you've got by the end. So... Just be prepared that you most likely will not be able to hit those paces, but you're still trying to aim for those. You're still trying to gut it out and hit those paces.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a goal out there. We're not sure if you can get there or not.
0: Right. But those are those testing types of workouts, right? But knowing that going in is very helpful because then you can understand, is the purpose for me to just keep grinding at this pace? Is it for me to pull back and try to give myself a little bit more recovery? Is it to go into an effort base? Like, like, what what am I supposed to be gaining from this workout?
1: Yeah, because if the goal really is what I know it's going to hurt really bad and your pace is falling off, but you need to finish this workout, like that's something to help people who struggle to finish races. Yeah, like the goal is to finish, like I, whatever the time is, whatever the pace is, you're going to finish this workout. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what's the the classic running book. Once a runner, he has like, the most ultimate quarter workout ever. It's, like, 7,000 quarter repeats. <laughs> and the last set, his coach literally walks away. He's like, it doesn't matter what your time is on these workouts. I'm not going to time them anymore. You don't even need to time them anymore. I'm going to walk away, so if you don't even do the last set, I'll never know. But you're going to do the last set. I'll see you at the house. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how it goes because... The point is not how fast is he doing the last set. The point is simply he's going to do the last set. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, you know, when you understand the purpose of your running, when you understand and you can start listening to your body to both understand not only the effort level that you're putting in, but also what is the purpose of this run? What is the purpose of this run in the scope of, Today, right? Like, is this? Does this need to be an emotional run for me? Is there something that I'm dealing with with today? What is the purpose of it in the scope of my running? My my current training plan. What is the purpose of it in the scope of my? bigger picture training plan, right? Because like a lot of people, if they miss a run, like, oh gosh, I missed a speed workout, you know, like, what do I do? I need to make it up or I missed a long run, right? They start to freak out when they miss these things, but let's, sometimes it's okay to just take a step back and say, okay, let's look at this a little bit bigger picture. Does that one run really matter?
1: I mean that... uh hit me, uh, what was it, last weekend, I think two was, weekends yeah, ago? Yeah, a couple weekends ago. Where I I was planning on going for a really good long run, uh, like 18-ish miles was mm-hmm. roughly what I was aiming for, and I skipped the day. Yeah. Like, I skipped the whole day. It wasn't like I, I turned in an easy five. Like, I turned in a, a nothing. A dud. Because I had a headache the night before, and I'm like, I just need some water and get some sleep, and I woke up still with a headache and, like, just... Achy and sore, and my heart rate had been high for the last several days like I was just I was done, and throwing a distance run on that day was not going to be necessary, like yes, ultimately I'm going to run thirty one miles but I'm doing it at the end of December. I had the window that I could miss that one, and that I didn't need to make it up and try and like build that mileage in well. If I just take like three miles and put them extra onto my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like, will that count? No, that's that's completely different workouts. Mm-hmm. I just skipped it. Yeah, And I had time because I looked at the big picture of it. So I knew the purpose of that run and that I can then fill that in in later weeks.
0: Right. And I think that takes us back to the beginning here of listening to your body, right? the You actually listened to your body when your body was giving you the signals and the cues, which historically you ignored for a very long time. And that led us down a very negative path.
1: It's why the December 31st is also a pretty big date for us. Right,
0: right. Because that's going to be your three-year anniversary of being seizure-free, which is fantastic. And But here's the thing, right? I mean, by listening to your body... You noticed the cues. You noticed that your heart rate was higher. You noticed that you had a headache. You noticed that you were exhausted, even though you were getting the quote unquote appropriate amount of sleep, right? Yep. These are signals that that your body's like something's going on. You're overtraining. You're not. You're under recovering. There's maybe you're the, not fueling well. Yeah. Like there, because you had fueling issues those few days too with what we had been eating.
1: I had fueling issues and I I was falling slightly short on sleep. And normally I'd be like, eh, it's gonna be fine. I'll catch up with this and it's gonna yeah. be okay. And I've come to realize that eh, it's not gonna be fine. Right. I needed to take a day off because I needed I needed on that instance to take care of me and my overall recovery side that part of my training plan was lacking the recovery side of my plan
0: i think that most people's recovery sides of their plan are lacking you know like as runners i think it's easy for us to go out and push hard and grind it out and we're just going to get this done and this is what we do and runners do hard things and all these mantras that we like to throw at ourselves to help motivate us to get us out the door and those things all have their place they're all fantastic but also under Understand, you need to listen to your body and and the cues that it's giving you, and and part of that is. This effort level training that we're talking about here—the point of knowing the purpose of every run, knowing—is is today supposed to be an easy day, and going out and actually running easily, actually listen to your body and, and check in with yourself. You know, don't just go out and stick in the headphones and just zone out and don't even think about it. Like sometimes that's fine, but actually check in. Like if you like to listen to music or podcasts or whatever it is, that's cool. But like check in. Like every time your watch beeps at you that you're at the next mile mark, check in. Okay, what what is this? level feel like now? You know, like having those regular check-ins will allow you to kind of make sure that you're staying in the right zone or the right effort level that you're supposed to be doing that day.
1: Yeah. I know that sometimes if I'm, if I'm listening to music or a podcast or whatever, the watch will beat me beep at me at the mile marks, I usually don't check my mile pace. But if I'm tuned out and listening to something else, I'll look down and see, did the pace start drifting a little too fast, a little too slow? Like how am I actually feeling? And then I'll I'll go back to whatever I was listening to. Mm -hmm. But that's usually the only time other than like speed workouts that I check the mile split on my watch Mm -hmm. because that's the time that it, it matters to me is if I'm not paying attention to my body.
0: Yeah. And you know, effort level training is also great if you don't have a heart rate monitor you know like not everyone has a fancy watch and a fancy watch should not be a prerequisite for being a runner like anyone can be a runner you can run with anything on your wrist or nothing at all you know like if you kind of have an idea of going out i'm just gonna go out and run for an hour or for 45 minutes or for a half an hour and you head out and you run you know i mean you'd probably need a watch to uh, say, or
1: just this loop of my neighborhood, or this
0: loop, it, mm-hmm. and whatever it takes, that's how long it's going to take, right? Um, so those are those are things that you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be held back based on technology, right? And effort level training is the way for you to start listening to your body and saying, okay, today's going to be an easy day. I'm not going to worry about what my watch says, or you know, you don't even have a watch, so you don't even have to worry about I it. I mean,
1: that's what a lot of people do on easy days is they take the watch entirely off. Yeah. Um, or but just, if it's
0: not on Garmin, it didn't
1: happen. I know. If it's not on Garmin, if it's not on Strava, Strava. if it's not on whatever, it never mm-hmm. actually happened. Yes, it did. Because yeah. I ran a lot of freaking miles in high school. <laughs> and it didn't, With your Timex? With my Timex Ironman. Yeah.
0: And that did not upload to any website in the cloud.
1: No. No. It just <laughs> it uploaded to Coach Ward, making sure that my pace was easy enough. Did you take Brown, a, let me see your watch.
0: <laughs> did you t- keep a training journal?
1: I did not. I wish no. I did.
0: Uh, that'd be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, if you haven't... Yet tried effort level training. We really suggest and highly recommend that you start practicing these kinds of things. When you go out on your own, start becoming more mindful of the effort level that you're putting forth every single day. And maybe just write it down. You know, like if you have the fancy watch, there's a thing where you can go into the Garmin app or the Apple Watch or whatever app you like to use to help track your runs and you can put in effort level on a lot of them. You know, how did you feel today? And sometimes there's some smiley faces that you know or sometimes it's a a colored zone that you choose or sometimes they have the numbers of one to ten. And you can go in and you can rate how hard that felt. And just keep track. Okay. Just start to look mindfully and then look at kind of the trend. Like are you trending that all of your runs are like four, five, six? Like if so, start throwing some different things in there.
1: Right. Build some variety because it's actually going to make your running a whole lot more well entertaining but Fine. also productive. Yeah. It really will actually make you faster. It's one of those things where running slower actually makes you faster mm-hmm. because running slower is then countered by days where you're running substantially faster right. and that balance actually increases the middle ground. Exactly.
0: All right, so I think that's a perfect time to introduce our challenge of the week.
1: Yes, challenge of the week.
0: Woohoo! So, challenge of the week this week is going to be A fartlek run.
1: That just sounds fun. Fartlek. It's it's fun to say. It's fun to do.
0: It it is fun to do. So what we want to challenge you guys to do this week is to go out and go on your first fartlek run. If you don't know what a fartlek is, or maybe you love these kinds of runs, and this will just be another one of your runs this week, okay? So a fartlek run is basically something where you will kind of bounce back and forth between different effort levels.
1: Right. It's it's Swedish for speed play. And the whole idea is that you're playing with different... You literally are playing with different effort levels. Yeah.
0: It's supposed to be fun.
1: It's supposed to be.
0: So go out on your easy run this week, whatever that run might be, okay? and And start off with an easy pace for about 10 minutes or so, depending on how long you run. Then what we encourage you to do is for, you know, however much time, kind of that middle chunk of your run... So if you're going out for a 30-minute run, maybe do 10 minutes easy, 10 minutes of fartlek, and then 10 minutes of a cool down nice and easy again. So what you're going to do is pick, um, pick like a, a landmark, right? So you're out running nice and easy. You can maintain that L2 conversational pace. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to pick it up now like from here to this tree. Right? So approximately how long do you think that that interval should be, Kev?
1: Well, I mean, it depends on how you want to play with it. Like I, on an unstructured one, I've done them anywhere from what feels like roughly one to three minutes. Okay. So if you're really going to push the effort, do a short little interview and say, hey, I'm just going to pick up the pace from here to that little street sign up ahead Mm -hmm. and then pull back and and do right back to your easy recovery pace Mm
0: -hmm. so you're just going to bounce back and forth a couple times essentially like so like kevin said if you're going to go a more like a harder pace you're going to want to make it a shorter interval if you want to go to like a medium level pace you can make that a little bit of a longer interval somewhere in that one to three minute mark okay so you're going to go a little bit harder and then you're going to pull back into that easy pace and do that a few cycles and then you know just fall back into that easy pace for the rest of the run.
1: Right. And the goal is an unstructured fartlek, which means it's a lot of basically like, I'm going to run hard, harder until I hit that tree, and then I'm going to run easier until I hit that tree over there. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're on a route that you've done regularly, you probably know these landmarks to begin with. So on that route, you can be like, okay, full here to there, and then to the next one, and then to the next one. Mm-hmm. You'll know these spots, and you can decide, I'm going to go up and down and up and down.
0: Right. And if you don't, just go out and wing it. Like, there, you really cannot do this. wrong okay and if that means that you need a little bit more recovery time because you went hard on the one you know up tempo portion of the run then make the the slower portion a little bit longer
1: exactly that's the fun of this one is yeah. if you go a little too hard on the part that was supposed to medium you just extend the easy part okay. it's all up to you to play with the speed
0: so so fun so that's your challenge of the week please post in the real life runners tribe Facebook group or on your Instagram and tag us at real life runners so that we can see your post and see your challenge um, so that's the challenge the to go out on a fartlek run for one of your runs this week and just be mindful Mindful of the effort that you're putting forth. You know, are you going harder? Are you going medium? Are you going easy? And just start to bring that mindfulness in it. And that will help to also bring a purpose to that run. Yes, it will. All right, guys. So as always, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't signed up for our virtual race yet, now is your time. Do some running for good. Decide. Make a commitment to do something with your running before the end of this year. Okay? And then a portion of those proceeds will be donated to... Spread goodness in the world and help people through running, entrepreneurship, and education with the Girls Gotta Run Foundation. So to sign up for our virtual race, head over to our website, realliferunners.com, and click the button in the top right corner that says sign up for the virtual race. We would love, love, love. Our goal is to raise at least $1,000 for the Girls Gotta Run Foundation because that will fund one girl in their program for an entire year, okay? And that will take care of lots of different things. If you want to learn more about that foundation, you can find out over at girlsgotterun.org. And um, there's links to that on our race page as well, okay? So you can find all the information you need over at realliferunners.com when you just click that button in the top right corner. That will take you to the virtual race page which explains everything so please sign up please help us to spread some good in this world through our running and empower yourself through this too right you get to make a commitment you get to do something good with your running before the end of the year so if you've been lacking motivation and you need a little something to kind of get you a kick in the right direction this is it so real top right corner click that button and sign up for the virtual race today As always, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been episode number 165 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Now get out there and run your life.